Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I'm Scott Trout, CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. We help men deal with the life changes triggered by divorce, such as child custody and property division, among many others. But life changes also occur after divorce. These changes can make parts of your existing court order irrelevant or harder to follow. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. We're a partner men can count on. Contact CordellCordell.com, 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404. Hey, what's up, Pelicans fans? Welcome to The Bird Rights. My name is Preston Ellis, and I am the host for the new home to all things Pelicans on nothing but net network here on Dash Radio. Welcome to the new one-stop shop for everything you boogie and brow fanatics need. Now, if you like what you're hearing, follow us on Twitter at The Bird Rights. Read our source material at TheBirdRights.com. And most importantly, throw yourself over to iTunes and download every available podcast by searching The Bird Rights colon NBA Podcast. What's up, Pels fans? Welcome to another episode of The Bird Calls. This is the podcast mothership to thebirdrights.com. Now, today we are previewing the Lakers matchup with our old friend Clayton Fawcett of Under the Boss Pod. What's up, Clayton? I'm, I'm doing good, Preston. How about you? I'm Scott Trout, CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. We help men deal with the life changes triggered by divorce, such as child custody and property division, among many others. But life changes also occur after divorce. These changes can make parts of your existing court order irrelevant or harder to follow. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. We're a partner men can count on. Contact CordellCordell.com, 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404. I'm good, man. Did I get your last name right? Yeah, Fawcett. I think you said it right. Oh, said good. I've been having trouble with that lately, so I just wanted to double check and make sure I'm not making myself look silly over here. And he is joined by his buddy TJ of Lakers Pulse. Thanks for joining us, TJ. Yeah, how's it going? Thanks. It's uh, great to be on. Thanks for having me. Good. Uh, a fellow Central uh, Central Floridian. Uh, this guy lives in Tampa, very close to me. So uh, we've already been going back and forth about going to see our beloved Orlando Magic play at some point today. I hope that wasn't a secret for all of your uh readers that you live over oh, on the, the wrong side of the coast <laughs> yeah staying up late until 1 30 a.m you know watching laker games it's uh i put it out there on twitter a little bit too good for you man uh i can't make it past 10 o'clock i have uh some of the other guys shout outs to travis and trevor uh do all of our pod recaps and i just handle the previews because once you get to be my age uh, it gets harder and harder to make it past 10 p.m let's get <laughs> going you guys uh as always you can follow clayton at cap space clay and you can find TJ at AES Taylor. Is that right, TJ? Correct. Yep. All and right, let's do this. My, my, my bad. Mine is. Oh, Lakers uh, 1949. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Cap Space Clay is the title, but it's actually at Lakers 1949. And I think I'm doing that off memory. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yes, yeah, sorry about Clayton. Let's go ahead and start with you since I've uh, already butchered your Twitter handle. Uh, <laughs> talk a bit about the state of the Lakers. You guys own Summer League with Kyle Kuzma, Lonzo Ball, all the hype. Uh, you gave up D'Angelo Russell for cap relief from the Timothy Mozgov contract and for Brooke Lopez. You acquired shooting guard Contavious Caldwell Pope on a one-year $18 million deal. And Vegas had you guys improving to the tune of 34 wins, which might not sound like a lot to our listeners, but in a very crowded Western Conference, it is, in fact, a lot before getting into last night's contest against pat beverly and the clips let's start with clayton again what is the general mood in Lakerland? um i guess that would really depend on what type of laker fan you're asking <laughs> you know um you get you get the general laker fan who see that it's magic johnson in the front office uh, uh paired with you know kobe bryant's former agent so they're all like yeah gotta gotta trust Got to trust Laker history. And then you get to the Laker fans that are a little bit more informed and a little bit more skeptical. Um, those, those fans, especially after some of the turn of events through, through, the, se- or through the off season and um, beginning of the preseason and last night, it's, uh, th- those fans aren't as they're, – they're quite a bit skeptical. They're pretty skeptical along with me. Um, but if you ask a general general Laker fan, it's it's all Lonzo and Kyle Kuzma's, you know, the basketball god, and uh, Magic Johnson's going to take us back to battle, you know, back to back to greatness. Nice. Okay, TJ, let's take it over to you. I, I just want to expand a bit on what he was saying about Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka. Uh, there was a lot of talk in the offseason about you guys potentially like cashing in your chips at the end of the season and going after somebody like a Russell Westbrook. Obviously, he just signed a five-year deal. Uh, but like him, like a Paul George, like a LeBron James, um, there's been all this talk. Is does Does it seem to you like the Lakers are in fact like gearing their entire plan around the offseason of 2018 and just just bringing some big names to town. Do you, do you think that all these young players are basically just trying to perform so that you can eventually trade them for cap relief and for superstars? Yeah, I mean, I think that was the idea when they traded D'Angelo and when they, signed, when they got Brooke Lopez, he's got one year left, and Caldwell Pope has one year left. So I think that's the plan. But, I mean, they can't keep playing like they did last night. You know, they can't have LeBron and Paul George and – DeMarcus Cousins sitting there saying, oh, yeah, this is where I want to play for the next four years. So they're definitely going to have to prove something um, this year because no superstars are going to want to come here the way they're playing and the way the roster is set up right now. But uh, <clears throat> with the moves that they made this summer, that seems to be the indication, you know, trading D'Angelo and, again, signing these one-year guys, uh, that seems to be the indication for the future. Cool. Let's talk a little bit more. Uh, I'll start with TJ about LeVar Ball and Alonzo Ball and all the hysteria that seems to be taking over the West Coast, bringing him into town. And I even saw comments this morning that he was talking to Stephen A. Smith and LeVar seemed to seem to be convinced that Alonzo Ball played well last night with uh, three points and nine rebounds, I believe he had. And and before we like get into the X's nose of the, the Clippers matchup, just talk about in general, TJ, what's it like having Alonzo Ball in Los Angeles? Um, yeah, it's, he's really popular. I mean, he pretty much sold out summer league himself. Um, the, the ball family is kind of like the hottest topic on, on social media and in the sports world. So it's, uh, it's definitely something we haven't seen almost ever, um, 
out of out of like a basketball family. Um, but you know, I'm I'm glad we have Lonzo. You know, I I still have faith in him. Like I gave uh, I gave D'Angelo a couple of years to, and now he's finally about to break out. But uh, you know, it's it's way different. But um, you know, I'm just hoping it's the the right move for the future. And what about you? Get on in there, Clayton. Uh, is is he the guy that you wanted? Were you hoping that Fultz was going to fall and that, uh, I guess, Boston or uh, Philadelphia in this instance was going to take Lonzo so Markel Fultz could fall to Los Angeles? Oh, man, I was I'm probably still one of the biggest skeptics of Lonzo. Um, not that I'm not supporting him. You know, he's he's on the Lakers. I'm going to support him. I don't want to be one of those fans that has a player and then just trashes him. Um, but yeah, when when we got number two, I was praying that when Boston had the pick that they would, that they would be, they would do something stupid and let, let Fultz fall. Um, I know he's, he's had a rough go at it so far, especially with those shooting mechanics, but um, Fultz was definitely my guy. Lonzo though. um, I, I do enjoy watching him. Uh, I still have all my questions about him going into the NBA, but uh, you know, he puts people's butt in the seats, and if if people really do want to play with him, then that's great. But until until they actually get someone, I don't know how much faith I actually have in that that belief. You know. Okay, let's go ahead and get on into the game. Uh, last night, uh, we're recording this on a, what is today, Thursday night? No, it's a Friday right. night. So <laughs> on Thursday, the matchup between Los Angeles and the Clippers, the the battles of Staples Center, I guess. Uh, Lonzo was held to three points and nine rebounds, as we discussed. Brooke led the Lakers with 26, and Brandon Ingram uh, put up a pretty dreadful three of 15. Let's start with TJ. Talk about the Lakers' performance, and uh, what was the Lakers fans' initial reaction to it? Um, well, the initial reaction was the offense is terrible at the moment. Um, they, I mean, they continue to not run real plays and the spacing is bad. The starting lineup was atrocious. I saw a ding and Nance starting and, you know, you look for spacing in a fast paced offense with Lonzo ball and you then throw in, uh, Brandon Ingram at the shooting guard, which he's not and Luel Deng as the small forward, which he hasn't been in years. And, uh, you know, I just think it wasn't the best spacing. The initial reaction was like, what is Luke Walton doing with the lineup and what, what kind of plays are they're not running real plays. So the initial reaction was like, this needs to change. Again, you guys are listening to the nothing but net network on dash radio. We are talking to Clayton Fawcett at Lakers 1949 and TJ at AES Taylor of Lakers Pulse. Let's throw this over to Clayton. We're talking about Luke Walton now. Um, he was the most coveted young coach in the NBA after the coaching the Warriors to a remarkable record. I think he was the engineer of their, um, you know, set uh, game or record setting win streak of like 33 games or so. I don't remember the specifics, but uh, for a large portion of Steve Kerr's absence due to his back, he was the, the master and commander of the Warriors and they did really well. That was the season they won 73 games. What has his performance been like so far in Los Angeles? And you can go ahead and tie in the Clippers game in there as well. Um, you know, when we, when we fired Byron Scott and we brought in Luke, I was probably the happiest guy on Lakers Twitter. <laughs> um, but ever since that hiring, it's been a lot of really confusing de- decisions he's made. Um, whether it be lineups, it always seems like it has to be two separate lineups. And there's like no 
intermixing of the two, which is just odd at times. Um, as as TJ was saying, no plays are being being run. It's just kind of we'll go on out there. And last year, one of my biggest complaints was that there was no uh, weak side movement. And this year, there's a little bit more, but it was it it all just kind of evolved into iso ball and just last second shot chucks and just a lot of hot garbage um the according to uh beat reporters now the the starting lineup is going to be different but the idea that that lineup last night was going to work anyways was i don't know what he was thinking because lou as as tj said luel dang is is a four um nance is a four who's anemic on offense and then brandon ingram is a three four as well so you're essentially starting three power forwards it didn't make a lot of sense and then something something that that i've always had issue was is that their lakers you know they they have one of the highest um what's the word i'm looking for uh they bring in the most revenue there you go some of the most revenue and uh they do not spend it on the coaching staff. They may have paid a ton for Luke, but all he's got now is just apparently Arizona buddies. <laughs> so the the thing for me is, is he should have been trying to hire some type of guru, you know, offensive guru, defensive guru, a uh, guy like Ron Adams from Golden State. Are you going to pull him away from there? Probably not, but like that's a guy that you should be targeting. And it's just, I, I still have a lot of faith in Luke. I do think that he's going to turn out to be a really good coach, but uh, it's been a lot, a lot bumpier than I originally expected. Okay. Uh, TJ, let's shift over to you. Talk about some of your, your young guys that some of our listeners might not know, like a uh, Tyler Ennis or a Kyle Kuzma or Larry Nance, and also Brandon Ingram. Uh, before you started on these young guys and what you're expecting of them this season, is it true that Brandon Ingram grew two inches this summer? Um, you know, that was, uh, that was announced that was rumored, but, um, right before, right in the beginning of training camp, he said, no, he didn't. So there's, uh, there's mixed, <laughs> there's mixed rumors, but it, he said himself that no, he didn't, but, uh, you know, going, starting with Brandon Ingram, he averaged nine points last year and shot terrible. So, um, and he even looked good in the one summer league, summer league game. He played, he only played one summer league game and, um, they shut him down just for precautionary injury reasons, but he was looking good in summer league and um, in preseason and last night, he, I mean, he's looked pretty bad so far. Um, he's shooting all these contested mid range shots, but um, you know, what we're looking at this year is just for him to improve shooting defensively um, going over to the other forwards, Larry Nance. Um, he's always given high energy and um, I've never liked him as a starter. But uh, if they could, um, you know, start maybe Crusoe or Josh Hart at the shooting guard and space the floor out a little bit, I think he could be a serviceable uh, starting power forward just because of all that energy he brings. Um, Randall is on his contract year this year, so um, he's looking, he's a restricted free agent next summer, looking to get paid. So um, I know he wasn't happy that he didn't start last night. Um, there's. Uh, we do have Kyle Kuzma drafted, traded over uh, with Brooke Lopez. The the draft pick, we selected him 27th overall. Um, he lit up summer league in preseason, and he played 18 minutes last night. So, again, 
we don't really know exactly what Luke Walton is doing. Um, Kyle Kuzma and Lonzo Ball looked great together in summer league and preseason, and I think I read something they played four minutes together last night. So, um, again, that's that's pretty much a, a bunch of the, the young guys for, that we have. Expand on that for us, Clayton. Uh, you guys have both mentioned that there have been some jagged rotations in there. I even saw a quote uh, that I think TJ posted on Lakers Pulse Twitter account earlier today that Luke Walton was planning on uh, changing the lineup a little bit and said he wanted more natural energy. Talk about some of the rotations you saw on Wednesday and talk about how you think those might change going into this weekend. Um, honestly, it's it's going to be all up in the air for right now. Um, you got Contavious Caldwell-Pope out from a suspension. He had a DUI, I believe, back in March. Um, may, may have been May. I can't remember exactly. Um, he'll be coming back, I believe, the game against the Pelicans. Um, so that'll that'll be different. You got Josh Hart active tonight, but you know, with with rotations and everything, we have no idea how much exactly he's going to play. Um, with with Luke wanting to bring in more natural energy, I would love to see Randall in there, especially after how he he does not take well to the benching which as a guy who he showed he showed out in preseason if Kuzma wasn't our best player during preseason it was Randall and him coming off the bench did not make any sense so I just I want to see more as he said more energy out there it looked like guys were just giving up midway through like the second it was an embarrassing effort and uh including Randall so if just if if he if he could come in and provide that spark, you know that he usually is good for, then that'd be great. Um, guys, guys that I do want to see, I want to see Hart. He looked good in preseason when he was healthy. He's had ankle issues and apparently an Achilles. His Achilles was uh, diagnosed with bursitis last week or earlier this week, so uh, that's a bit of a concern. But if he's active tonight, I'd love to see him play some too. Um, guys that I don't want to see, <laughs> I don't want to see Dang in the in the rotation very much. Even though you know because of his contract, he's going to get some runtime. Um, I don't want to see that that monster lineup again that we saw last night. Though I want to see spacing. I want to see you know just running and gunning. You can't completely be a run and gun offense, but you just you need to have more fluidity out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. Let me ask you uh, this. You guys are super down on Luol Dang, and for good reason. He's uh, signed to an exorbitant contract, and you just you know, gave away the farm to get rid of Timothy Moskov's contract. The Pelicans are in a bit of a similar situation with Drew Holiday. One day in, we're already panicking as he scored four points, got four assists and five rebounds in, like I think, 37 minutes against the Memphis Grizzlies. So we're all panicking. Any chance you want to give us Luol Dang in a first-round pick for uh, Drew Holiday? <laughs> uh how much did how much did holiday sign for was it 120 plus this is where it gets tricky he's signed to a five-year 125 million dollar deal but the yeah. incentives bring him up to 150 and even though he's only likely to get probably six of that 25 in incentives the fact that those incentives exist at all <laughs> means that they count against the salary cap and oh, we yeah. can't use that extra, you know, I don't know what it is, three to five million every single season. So that that space just doesn't exist anymore. It's in the black hole that is his potential 
contract. So it's really been crippling for us this season. And I'm just complaining. And you guys aren't here for that. Let's, no, no, let's no, no. Go ahead. <laughs> it's cool. We we get it, man. On on our on both of our podcasts, we just complain about dang all the time. Um, to answer the question, um, while I probably would possibly consider it because I do think Drew is better than that performance, especially on defense. Um, I. I, that is not the plan for the Lakers. As TJ was saying, they want to clear cap. Um, how they're going to clear Dang, I have absolutely no idea. I keep saying that they're probably going to have to use a stretch provision on him, but that's a lot of money over because it's uh, you're the amount of years times two plus one, so it'd be two years left times two, and then an additional one, so five years you'd be spreading out. I think it would be... Um, over seven million a year and just dead money and i have no idea how they're going to get rid of it so then they can clear those two max slots um i'm just praying that they don't trade brandon ingram i i think i think lonzo is completely untouchable but um after after magic's comments of ingram being untouchable that is a guy that i'm still really high on i don't want to move him even if it means getting rid of dang because i think that he even though he has not shown well we all knew he was a project coming into it i i think he could be really good uh tj let me just ask you something off the cuff obviously you guys have to be backing lonzo ball and brandon ingram as clayton just said but if there was a third guy that you're hoping is with the los angeles lakers going forward who is that guy is it kyle kuzma um because of where he is in his contract situation, I would probably say yes. Um, I'm not really, I'm not really sold on giving Julius Randle 100 million next year. Yeah, um, I agree. So, I yeah, I would probably say Kuzma. In we haven't even seen that much of him. Um, we've seen summer league and and preseason, but yeah, I would I would probably say Kuzma. Um, out of all the young guys we have, yeah. Just asking for my own selfish reasons. I kind of just want to know who the most popular third guy is in Los Angeles right now. Let's get on to our Pelicans. TJ, I'm going to start with you. Uh, we peddled out a starting lineup, a very intimidating starting lineup, I'll have you know, of <laughs> Drew Holiday, Etuan Moore, Dante Cunningham, and then Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins. What starting lineup do you think Luke Walton will push out? And what do you expect the matchups to be? Um, Man, I... Well, Lonzo Ball, I think um, I think we're gonna stick tonight. Are you talking about tonight or on Sunday? I'm talking about on Sunday. Uh, tonight, uh, this was recorded on a Friday. The Pelicans are going are actually having their home opener against Golden State, and then we're going to Los Angeles on Sunday. Okay, so it was uh, just announced um, that Luol Deng is inactive tonight, so maybe he will be inactive on Sunday as well. Um, <laughs> Sorry, from start, that's, that's incredible. I, I would probably, yeah, I know, started inactive, that's crazy. Um, I would probably say Lonzo Ball, um, Sunday, Contavious Caldwell, Pope will be back um, with Ingram and Brooke Lopez at the five. And I would, I mean, I'd hope it's Randall, but um, if it's Nance tonight, it might be Nance on Sunday as well. And how do you think Julius Randall, and uh, this is, you know, you guys know him better than I do. How do you think he matches up against Anthony Davis, who he'd probably be uh, seeing for the bulk of the first quarter at least? Um, the the Lakers were, if if not the worst, one of the worst uh, 
interior defense teams last year, and I, I think it's going to be the same this year. So I think whoever they play, they're, I mean, they give up 25 rebounds to DeAndre Jordan last night. And uh, Blake Griffin had, I think, like 27 and 13 or something. So I think they're going to get bullied by anyone, especially two of the top five big men in the league. These are all very good things I'm hearing. Clayton, if if the Lakers uh, were to win this matchup, uh, how would they do it? Uh, <laughs> that that would probably mean that Brooke, Brooke Lopez has turned into a sniper from three. Um, he took a ton of threes last night, and he made, I think, one of them. Um, I'd have to look it up again, but... It, it would have to be him and then uh, Ingram have, going off for a game and then Lonzo looking healthy. Um, I, I would expect, like, Kentavious Caldwell Pope to outplay Etwan more. I do like Etwan, but I think KCP is just a better player. Um, it, it really would come down to the perimeter just catching on fire. You know, Lonzo putting up 15 points, Ingram putting up 15-plus. Uh, same with Caldwell Pope, and just pray that Demarcus and and AD don't don't butcher everyone inside. Again, we are talking to Clayton Fawcett of Under the Bus Pod and TJ of Lakers Pulse on the Bird Rights here on Nothing But Net Network on Dash Radio. Talk about your bench units, TJ. Uh, who's going to hope to take advantage of us? I know that Jordan Clarkson uh, Clarkson played uh, pretty well on opening night, and he's probably in the third year of a $50 million contract, something like that. Are, are you expecting uh, – what are you expecting from your bench unit? And tell us about some of those guys that we're going to see early in the second quarter. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, early in the first quarter, they usually um, have Clarkson coming around the um, after, like, seven or eight minutes or so. So, yeah, Clarkson is going to lead that. Um, Kuzma coming off the bench right now uh, with Julius Randle. Um, at the five, we also have Andrew Bogut, new signing this year. Um, last game, last night, uh, Zubats and Thomas Bryant were inactive, so Bogut was the only other center um, outside of Brooke Lopez. Um, and then again, we'll have uh, Josh Hart back. So, um, but yeah, Jordan Clarkson, um, Kyle Kuzma, and Julius Randle are really going to uh, lead the the bench unit if it's the same or similar lineup as it was last night. And Clayton, our bench unit is struggling. We're down to nine healthy bodies. Uh, four of our big rotation players underwent uh, a pretty serious surgery within the last two months, and I'm going to try to do it offhand. Solomon Hill, Rajon Rondo, Frank Jackson, and oh, I'm losing the same one. My boss is going to be so mad. But uh, at any rate, we're down to nine healthy bodies. Uh, talk a bit about how your bench unit can take advantage of the likes of Czech Diallo, Darius Miller, Ian Clark, and Tony Allen. Um, well, I think Allen will will be put on to Jordan Clarkson. And even though Allen is getting up there in age, obviously, he's still a good defender. Um, so I think Jordan Clarkson will have a bit of a tough time with him. Um, really, where, where we can beat you up is, is on the bench um, because of just, just how, how much Luke uses the bench anyways. <laughs> he likes to use the bench a lot. Um, I would expect them to have a lot of big guys um, active for that game since they're probably going to want to try and beat up Anthony Davis and DeMarcus. So you would hope that, uh, like, uh, Avita Zubats would be taking advantage of, like, Alexis Ajinka and uh, Shaq Diallo. Um, 
but I don't I don't know how Diallo would do covering like Randall or Kuzma, um, especially on the break. Um, and while several Laker Laker Twitter people really like Ian Clark um, and say that his defense is really good, um, I think that that's another area that our bench could take advantage of if if uh, Clarkson could run a pick and roll and get Ian Clark onto him instead of Allen. I think that would be something he could take advantage of. Uh, continue this conversation for us, TJ. Before you go on, uh, I just want to let you guys know that Alexis Agensa is actually out with okay. a right knee. He didn't play on Wednesday. And uh, check Diallo, although he's probably our primary uh, backup four and backup five at this at this point uh, in time, just just based on his size. He only played one minute and it was in garbage time. Most of our four uh, time came from Darius Miller in super small ball lineups and Dante Cunningham played a lot of four and one of DeMarcus Cousins or Anthony Davis was always on the floor, uh, though uh, it's important to know that DeMarcus Cousins can get into foul trouble from time to time. And those are opportunities <laughs> when check can come in. TJ, continue talking about how your uh, bench unit can possibly take advantage of us and go on a run. Um, yeah, no, you know, again, they I think they play well together, especially it seems like uh, Nancy and Clarkson always bring in a lot of energy. Um, again, like I said earlier, if Kuzma continues to come off the bench, um, yeah, he could be one of the best players on the floor at times, especially, you know, going against your bench and uh, who we have on our second unit. Um, so, yeah, I would I would just say the energy, not necessarily the defense at all. Um, because Jordan Clarkson can't defend Smush Parker, so um, <laughs> I would I would probably say just the high energy and Clarkson, you know, chucking up three pointers, and um, I just think it's the pace that will help the Lakers uh, second unit. We'll have the advantage on you know the pace for the uh, the bench unit. TJ, this game is 9.30 on Sunday night. Uh, you know, it's it's technically a school night since uh, Monday morning's right around the corner. Are you going to stay up and watch this whole game live? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll watch, especially if it's a 9.30 game. Yeah, I'll definitely stay up for most games, yeah. All right, Clayton, uh, let's get your prediction. What unfolds Sunday night at 9.30 Eastern, and what is the box score going to say? That DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis just ran over the Lakers. <laughs> I would, I, I'd, expect, I'd expect something like 105 to like 92. That I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty down on, on the Lakers already. Just you know, if if they play, you know, tonight is Friday night, and they're about to play um, Phoenix. If they show more energy, then that could possibly be something that I would regret saying. But if they come out and play like they they just did, then it's those two are just gonna just gonna destroy the Lakers. Before I go over to TJ Clayton, answer this for me. Uh, you guys don't seem to think that the Lakers are gonna win twenty five games this year. Do you think Luke Luke Walton makes it to the two thousand eighteen nineteen season? Oh, I think he I think he play or he gets to coach all five years of that contract unless something happens with the front office, or if you see something like. Uh, like Genie Bus wanting to sell the team. Um he's he's kind of branded as like the golden boy for for good reason. I I still do think he's a good coach regardless of of, of the faults right now. But um yeah, I can't I can't see unless they were to to pull, you know, like win less than 12 games, which I can't honestly see that 
You know, I'm I'm down on them, and I said that they would probably win anywhere from 26 to 32 games this year. But um, anything really underneath underneath like 24, I think, would actually surprise me a lot. He's he's going to be back. I just like I said, there's there's no doubt in my mind he'll be back. All right, TJ, continue this conversation for us. What does the box score say at around midnight Eastern on Sunday night? Um, you know, Clayton said like 102. I think it'll be way higher. I think it'll be maybe like 120 to 115 Pelicans. And I don't mean to bash the Lakers. And you said something about 25 wins. I had them at like 33, 34 wins. So I do think um, they'll hit that this year. It's just the Pelicans. It's a terrible matchup going against two of the top five big men in the league when you have we had like the worst or second worst um interior defense last year i think it's just a terrible matchup um so yeah i do think the lakers lose by maybe five or six i think it's high scoring high pace um and if anyone plays FanDuel or DraftKings, i think anthony davis and demarcus cousins are putting up you know 50 or 60 FanDuel points each Nice. All right. Thank you guys so much for your time. Again, I'm your host, Preston Ellis. We're talking to TJ of Lakers Pulse and Clayton of Under the Bus Pod here on the Bird Rights on Nothing But Net Radio on Dash. TJ, tell our listeners a bit about where they can find some of your work on Lakers Pulse. Yeah, you can find us at LakersPulse.com, some pregame and postgame articles. Um, Again, we do have a podcast that'll be starting up in the next few weeks again. And we're also on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Nice. Clayton, your turn. Plug yourself, dude. Um, well, you can catch me at, at Lakers1949. Um, we're also on at Under the Bus Pod. Um, you can catch us right now. So far, it's only on YouTube and SoundCloud. We're getting everything back up for iTunes. There's been some type of weird hiccup that it's taken for forever to get back on there. Um, then you can also, if you can't get a hold of me, which usually... It's really easy to. Uh, you got at Merge Christian and at probably underscore Nelson. Those two are uh, the guys that are on the podcast with me, and they're knowledgeable as well. Um, and then we'll be looking to be starting a site here pretty soon. We'll be looking to possibly announce that um, in the next few weeks. Nice stuff, you guys. That's it for now. Remember, fans, we like you. So if you like us, help spread the word. Retweet, subscribe, rate us on iTunes if you get a second. Your help has already gotten us featured on the front page of Blog Talk Radio as well as a new home here on Dash Radio. So keep it up. Now, we'll be back on Sunday with interviews featuring Justin Jett of Pelican Debrief, Brendan Clean of Bourbon Street Shots, and Rory Calais of Locked on Pels, as well as a recap tonight on the Pelicans-Golden State Warriors matchup. And then on Sunday night, uh, Trevor and Travis Tate, the big picture boys, will probably be covering that one after the fact as well. So don't miss a single episode. Uh, thank you guys again. Clayton, you want to take us out? Um, thanks, thanks, Preston, for having me on, man. Nice work. TJ, thank you to you, sir. Yeah, man. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks for having us on tonight. Anytime. Let's go, pals. Thanks again, Pelicans fans. Again, you are listening to The Bird Rights on Nothing But Net Network here on Dash Radio. Find all of our podcasts on iTunes by searching The Bird Rights colon NBA podcast. That's right, W-R-I-T-E-S. And find our source material at thebirdrights.com. Thanks for listening.
Johnny got a toy golf set when he was three, and from that day on, he was hooked. All he wanted to do was golf, golf, golf. He'd be on the links before school, after school. All he ever wanted was to go pro. And then, one day, when he was holding his grandson and thinking about his 12 handicap, Johnny realized it just might not happen for him. But you know what did happen for him? He switched to Geico and saved a bunch of money on car insurance. So that was good. And so was hanging out with his grandson. Geico presents Yikes! Another voicemail from your roommate. Sup, roomie? Hey, a pipe burst in the basement. completely flooded. Anyway, I called for someone to fix it, but in the meantime, I was thinking we could finally have that indoor pool party we've always wanted. I got some cool swan floaty things already going. Could you pick up some chips on your way home? Later. The GEICO Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected. Like if your roommate isn't the brightest pool float in the flooded basement. Visit GEICO.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance.